My philosophy is to bring financial literacy into the home and try and help parents become better at managing their own oxygen mask on first and then teach the children. And that's what I mean by families. The true meaning of success is not just money. The true meaning of success is every other single component that flows in with success. If you can run a property portfolio, you can run your own money. If you can run a business, you can run your own money. It just basically means you get control. So instead of the pension being in a fund, pension's in a bank account, and you own the bank account. Are you thinking about building your wealth? Are you thinking about where to start or not knowing where to start in your wealth creation journey? At Property Wealth Education, we teach people how to get started, how to build an empire, and how to invest passively and actively using property in your wealth creation. Month in, month out, week in, week out, we have curated courses that is available to you, free and paid, and through our upgraded mentorship program, The Wealth Circle. So if you're thinking of building your wealth, we want to invite you to click on a, a link below the show notes on this video uh, to book a call with us. We'd like to have a chat to help you start to build your wealth, build a legacy for yourself and your family. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another great episode of the Wealth and Business Podcast. Uh, on today's episode, we're joined by Mr. Kevin, uh, who is a wealth creative entrepreneur, and he's the founder of Wealth Builders, and he's been in business for a very, very, very long time. And he's helped, <laughs> he's helped over 50,000 families transform their wealth and becoming financially free. So without further ado, Kelvin, welcome. Welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. How's it going? It's going well, Daniel. But are you saying that because I've been in business a long time, I'm just going to introduce you to an old man? <laughs> I can imagine. No, you don't look that old. <laughs> no, no, I'm, on, I'm only teasing, but I have been around the block a few times. And, and I'm glad to, to see that, you know, the young people like yourself share the passion for helping people to become more financially independent and less reliant on the need to trade time for money in a job or in a business. And there's never been a better time to focus on that, but it's never been a worse time equally because there are so many conflictions and, and challenges with what's going on, both in the government and in the world, to make things harder. So I think if you can connect with some great people and people who follow you, Daniel, and people who can follow me and others, then they can make those distinctions that will create a path for them to follow rather than be pushed and pulled by the myriad of messages that are out there in the world right now. And some of them doom and gloom, right? Yes, absolutely. A lot of doom, a lot of gloom. In fact, it's almost felt like the world is crashing on everyone's shoulders and no, there's no escape route. I was having a very interesting conversation with a property landlord uh, just not too long ago this morning. And he said to me, I want to leave England because I'm feeling like I'm having to work, 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 work and actually not enjoying it. And he says, how come you got so much enthusiasm? Because how long have you been in property? How long have you been on this path to wealth creation? I said, well, I'm a first generation immigrant. I've lived here for just about roughly 20 years. And I said, 
you know, I'm ex- I'm excited over what I've achieved in the last six to seven years. Mm. And he said, well, good luck with that. I've been here almost all my life and I'm trying to run out. It says because the government are not making policies to support me as a landlord. They're not making even supportive decisions to help myself as a as an entrepreneur in the first instance. Yeah. And which kind of fizzle into what we're trying to talk about today, which is wealth creation, especially speaking from an angle of someone who's helped over 50,000 families becoming wealthy and becoming financially ahead. So for those who don't really know you, Kevin, let's first of all dive into who you are and how did this all begin for you? Well, the whole thing for me, like I believe for anyone, starts with a a catalyst, a reason to do something. Um, we all know from school, although they don't teach finance at school, yeah. an object at rest stays at rest. So you need something to move you. Um, what happened for me was probably what happens to many people when they lose a parent, uh, when they're in their sort of, you know, I was in my mid-20s, um, and my father died age 46, and we were genetically cut from the same cloth for sure. Uh, and yes, you can tell I'm over 46. Um, but um, but the, the catalyst for me was if I don't find a way to create flows of income that don't depend upon me, I couldn't provide for the family that I wanted to have and wanted to protect. And this is the essence for me. So I was an, uh, an economist at the time. My degree is economics, but going back a few years, of course. And, um, and I just applied my own brain power to think about what, what's the solution to the problem of not depending on somebody else for income. And just really started to, to craft and create different pathways that were diverse rather than singular. In other words, I've created a pathway which is seven separate and independent assets that builds such a powerful diversification, yeah. a financial fortress, if you will, mm. that no matter what a government does, no matter what did we have uh, in one year last year, I don't blame your guy for thinking about challenges, but we had four chancellors, three prime ministers, and two monarchs tell, tell in us one year. In one year. I mean, that's, that's a troubling year. and But to be able to navigate through that is to stick to principles. And the principles of, of building assets to create cash flow, and then the cash flow supports you. And yes, the cash flow can be affected by different things. You talked about being a landlord, but property is one of the seven assets. And we call those seven assets the seven pillars, almost imagining a building constructed solidly of seven separate things yeah. with a very solid foundation and a very watertight roof on the top. And that's the essence of my teaching and my writings. and. Over the last 30 years or so, I've just become really rather good at being able to teach it and share lessons. And my values are all about family. Uh, and they are for, for very important reasons. One is because I'm a family man and I have family values. But two is I think as we look forward and see that they don't teach anything in school, university. I missed those lessons, right, when I was at university, there was no lessons in finance. And we are all living longer. And the I'm a granddad, and for the second time this, just a few weeks ago, 
Daniel, and one of the things I was reading was children born today will have a life expectancy of over 100 years. Wow. Now, there's a challenge, you see. If you don't understand the challenge, and most people don't, that you can't work for a living, save some money, and then make those savings stretch from a 10-year retirement into a 30-year retirement. The maths simply cannot work at a macro level, with state pensions at a company level, uh, with company now uh, you know, moving state, moving um, balance salary pensions into um, money in a pot, and yeah. all the risk is on individuals, and they don't know how to cope with it. So my, my philosophy is to bring financial literacy into the home and try and help parents become better at managing their own, put your own oxygen, oxygen mask on first, and then teach the children. And that's what I mean by families, uh, is we're absolutely so keen on sharing messages that don't just make individuals like you and I, who perhaps are pioneers of our family's wealth, but the next generation and the generations to come. Because, look, AI is changing everything, and one of the ways it will change our life is at the molecular level. It will change our bodies because of its ability to diagnose conditions. And human life expectancy is inexorably just going to get longer and longer. So we need to be much more in tune with how to manage our money for ourselves and for the next generation. You asked a short question. I gave a long answer, but I hope it was useful. I love it. I, I say the true meaning of success is not just money. The true meaning of success is every other single component that flows in with success. You see, gone are those days where people think, I always say this, and I say this to a lot of my community members, gone are those days where people think about business and money and entrepreneurship, you know, interlink very easily. But I actually say, to be honest, your life experience, all right, your life experience on things that you go through on your day-to-day life, how you manage communication relationships, how you deal with people, how you run your family, how, you know, somehow you leave your living room to your kitchen to grab a cup of water to drink, how you manage every single thing around you. It's all, you know, activities that we can, you know, incorporate into our living models that allows us to become the greatest version of ourselves, which then leads to wealth creation. And someone said to me, for example, I was I was sharing something I wrote in my new book, how, for example, I had a, a you know a courted relationship with my wife that and I learned some things in that process in business that's allowed me to scale and grow my that's allowed me to grow and scale my business. And this is what people don't understand, that little decisions do kind of help us improve our life expectancy, our wealth collaborations, and our association of what makes us to create that financial security and more wealth expectation for us. So I totally agree with the explanation that you've given to me because I just love it. I love the fact that I can actually relate to every single thing that you've said. So... When it comes to wealth, and you mentioned it's something that's never taught in school, but then let's shine a little bit of light into this. Every single professor who teaches business, who teaches marketing in the university, they've never sold themselves. They've never actually marketed themselves. Neither have they actually ever done business. So they basically read a book and the the theology 
that lies in business and they teach you business in that way. But when you then venture into the world of business in the real world, it's absolutely opposite and against what you learned in school. So how can people even start to think about money? The average salary in London is below £70,000 and yet you cannot even use that to acquire an asset. The cost of living is going up and up and up. People have people have monies in their pension that they don't even know how to access to reinvest that money. And we can go on and on in different angles to actually illustrate where I'm mm-hmm. going with this. Yeah. With someone like you who has helped over 50,000 families, we're not talking about 5,000 here, we're talking about 50,000 families that you've helped to kind of open their eyes to the reason why life can be more enjoyable and creating financial freedom for themselves. So how would you basically dig into this to kind of elaborate how people can actually start thinking about things that they never were aware of in life to creating that freedom for themselves? Okay, well, I think that's a, it's a short, again, a short question, and I'll try and keep the answers to some succinct things that I think which would be uh, principles that anybody could really pick up. It doesn't matter what level of age they are, what level of salary they are, and what level of expectation they are. I think the first one is to recognize that wealth flows to value. So be a value creator, which means anything. It means, in a sense, if you're an employee, imagine you're playing on a team and your job is to be the best team player that you can be. Hmm. And then find a way to then create the value in your team, which is then developing your own IP, your intellectual property. Now, most people are giving away their IP for a fixed sum of money and don't get to capture it, but you could capture it. You could be an entrepreneur. So instead of seeing yourself out in the world, building a business creation, that might not be you. You might be very into the detail, very into the mechanics, very much into the systems. You could negotiate some form of value with your employer to say, hey, if I can find you a saving of X, if I can find a new way of leveraging technology to achieve Y, could I get a small share of that? So you can create value wherever you are. Now, when you're turning to create value outside of yourself, it's uh, the starting point is always to look at what assets do you already have, what resources do you already have that you're undervaluing uh, or overlooking. And we've mentioned two of those in very quick succession there. The first one is our own mind. Um, Many people who look at property, for example, will come to property and say, hey, I'm a newbie. So you're not a newbie. You've got a mountain of value you're already standing on, but you're not really looking at that. You're, You're trying to create something new, but think about the experiences you've already got. Think about the way you think about things. Think about the way you build relationships and how you could joint venture with people if you don't have the finance you know there's so many different ways you can do that once you do a personal financial audit on who you are what you know how you approach things but financial you know everybody's got assets that they're sitting on that they're not using and you mentioned one and i think it's the biggest one i ever come across in my lifetime financially and it's the it's that word pension that gray dreary word that disconnection word that says do not disturb this money until you are in your 60s or 70s and you know we've got the highest number of over 70s working in our history uh, in this country so you know people are just 
almost disconnecting their current life with the future life. What I'm saying is you can bring that money in the pension and bring it to life today. You can turn your pension into an asset by turning it into a type of pension that you can use as an entrepreneur, whether it's to buy property, whether it's to buy stocks at wholesale prices instead of retail prices, whether it's to buy gold, whether it's to buy crypto, whether it's to buy anything that you believe you're building your own capacity to do through education, through support, through some community with learning. And you've mentioned all of those things, Daniel, in in the way you do work, then you can combine and use that money in a way that most people don't really understand. We could touch on that if you want to, that that money suddenly becomes available to build wealth today. And having a pension available today with the tax man paying you you know, in a tax-free trust fund that you can own is a very, very powerful thing. And I spend a lot of my time trying to help people understand that because it's an easy way to get access to money right here, right now. Wow. Very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Pension, something that a lot of people has always taught they have to take when they're in their 70s can become used today. Very interesting question. And I really want to, first of all, kind of dig deep into this situation. The other day, I have a client who turned 60. And he said, I have been watching you for two years on social media. And you remind me of my younger self. (laughs) That's nice. But unfortunately, I did not take action. And I'm too old now. Because all I have is a little pot of savings and my pension. A little pot of savings and my pension. And the savings, what can I do with it? I don't think I can still do business. I don't think I need a house. I don't think I need this. But I just wanted you to still you know, help me, mentor me, coach me. And we went into this journey. And today he acquired his first house with his savings. And talking about pension now, this is something I've never particularly myself gone into. And you just said that. And the first thing I can think about is is this guy. And thousands of people like them. You know, everybody has got a pension of some kind, even if you don't know it. Because if you're paying national insurance, you've got a state pension. Not, not, Not that you can use it. And as I mentioned, we're living longer. And that's going to mean a whole macroeconomic problem for a government where for the first time in history, and we are at so many inflection points mathematically here, where the older generation, the people who are in their 60s and 70s, are now outnumbering the people who are going to be the taxpayers in the future. So there's going to be a a complete switch, and that's called the dependency ratio. So there are more people need the pension than there are people paying taxes to pay for it. And in the UK, we have a pay-as-you-go pension so there's no fund there's no economic uh, stewardship of a pot of money that provides state pension it's somebody gets it somebody's paying it with their taxes today so you can imagine the consequence of that the state pension will get pushed back and back and back as it is already they write in the streets in paris for the very same thing uh, everybody's pushing this down the line but in addition to the state pension which is not accessible to anybody because i said there's no money is everybody has got either a workplace pension or some kind of pension. Most people have anyway. And that money can be used. You can turn that uh, turn that money into a scheme. It's got some technical terms, but then wealth is 
speaking a new language in many respects. Yeah. So we have to learn new languages, the very essence of uh, going on a new journey. You learn new languages, you learn new things. But for most part, people have got their money in the stock market where the fees and charges they're paying often mean the lion's share of the profit is going to the industry that manages it, not the people who want to rely on it. And I think there's a challenge there. So I encourage people to take control. Now, how you take control is recognize that, first of all, there's another piece of language that I'd say first. It's the word trust. I don't mean the word trust as in, do I trust you? Do you trust me? Can we build trust with each other? But it's obviously important. The word trust means a a place to hold money that is under the control of trustees. And in pension, the trustee is the financial services industry. The trustee is an insurance company or somebody who's got a vested interest in making profit from a scheme. It's possible to create your own trust, a family trust, uh, you know, a family for you, a family for me. Up to 11 people can be in one scheme. And that scheme is known as a small self-administered scheme, yeah, SAS for short. Uh, lots of property people now know this. It's become more popular, and certainly we're leading uh, in that education. In fact, our education is acknowledged for its outstanding uh, quality, and we're CPDing that, so we'll be teaching lawyers and, um, and accountants all about this because it's so poorly understood, the concept of you can be your own trustee. Now, it sounds complicated, but it isn't. If you can run a property portfolio, you can run your own money. If you can run a business, you can run your own money. It just basically means you get control. So instead of the pension being in a fund, pension's in a bank account, and you own the bank account. Now, yes, there are some rules, but if you're the owner of that fund, you can use that money today to invest in property, to invest in stocks, to invest in some of the things that I mentioned before. But you have to know the rules, and this is true of any wealth building. There are tax rules, there are legal things you need to understand, there are educational things you need to understand. And that's where building trust in that primary sense of the word, trust with people who know what they're doing, who care more about you than the profit, and who know how to help you achieve that. We help thousands of people do that, and uh, the proliferation of property people who um, are creating limited companies, because that's the first prerequisite legally you can only do that if you have a limited company if you're an employee you can't do it if you're self-employed you can't do it but most people can create a limited company most people can see their way to building a limited company in the future or build a limited company with family members or build a limited company with other people they want to collaborate with including people in a community they could get together and create a limited company which means they can now pool their resources. Yes, you need due diligence. Yes, you need knowledge. But putting that to one side, we're just talking about possibility. All of these things are possible. And that's why I get excited about pensions and, and say, hey, it's a, it's a huge source of money. The biggest source of money that I've ever seen is trillions of pounds. Let me give you a, a quick thing, Daniel. How, how, you know, just over two trillion, right, which is too many noughts to count. But if I told you the UK population are so disconnected from their pensions, there's 20 billion lost in the ether. Hmm. It's people who've got a pension, but 
for whatever reason they moved on from the company, for whatever reason they got married and forgot to change the, the, the name on it, for whatever reason the company went bust or some you know something else happened that meant they lost connection and communication with the organization where that money is. And we help people find that money. It's a 20 billion pound treasure trove waiting for people to discover it. And so many people, uh, 100,000 is the most we've ever found for one person. But many people find 10, 12, 15,000. Now, for an hour's work, that's a good, good hourly rate. Mm-hmm. Even if we're trying to build wealth to get recurring income, I'd still do an hour's work for 15 grand, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there's no other way to look at it. There's no other way to look at how to get more income, to get financially ahead. Because often one of the things that hold a lot of people back is not having enough. And we're searching, we're searching this little egg or you know, little circle of people have been so become accustomed to the fact that, oh, they don't have enough and not actually looking within of what they already have. And this exactly. is obviously due to lack of education, yeah. due to the fact that people are not really hungry enough to pay to get some information. I mean, thank goodness, podcasts like this exist and more of them do exist, you know, where people cannot begin to listen. But sometimes again, we are also become very enemy of our own because our attention span has also grew very narrow. People are not, you know, listening to long form information to actually get themselves educated and say, oh, wow, Dr. Daniel Moses and, Ke- you know, and Kevin is giving me some great ideas and information that I actually can look back inwards to what I have. And we always seem to be chasing and chasing and chasing when, you know, maybe someone listening to this episode could have a hundred thousand pounds in his pot waiting for him to take for investment, but clearly not aware of what to do. Yeah, exactly. And go back to your guy who's 60 who says, I'm too old. Well, you know, if he's going to live to 85 or 90, he's not too old. He's still got 30 years to be able to use that money. So I would encourage anybody who's got a pension to take a look and just take stock and go, well, how much have I actually got? Right? Get a state pension forecast. Um, On the 31st of July this year, the government changed all the rules, which means if you've got a state pension and you paid some money in, most people have, then you can... Look at your forecast and where there's a gap, you can make that money up with a small contribution that will give you a future income for life. And for most people, it's a complete financial no-brainer. But on the 31st of July, they only the government only allowed to go back six years. So you can't go back to all the years, you know, when you were a student, when you first graduated and so on, only the last six. Well, if you're aged over 45, you've got more years in the last six. So you could go back and look. So you can get easy top-up to your state pension, easy way to look at what the value is, what you've got. Say, hey, I've got the value. Maybe you set up a group, Daniel, that says, hey, let's get all of our community lined up with their values, and then we could do a webinar or a seminar, or I could come and visit with you and show people this is what you can do. Now, whether they do it or not, it's up to them, right? Yeah. But giving people knowledge that turns into the potential, now that's the power that can come from that. And that's just one example. I mean, I've got a, a CAT scan brain now, uh, forged over millions of connections, helping many, many people to be able to diagnose the financial health and where hidden assets are in anybody's life. 
and I love to do it. And I'm frequently on stage being tested for that. And literally, I had a test against a chat GBT bot the other day and, um, and have a guess who won. So the whole point about knowing stuff, now I'm passionate about sharing it. I'm, I'm not really doing it for my own personal income any longer. Yeah. But I do love to share because I want to see families protecting the future families. I'll come back to that point time and time again. Because if you don't take care of yourself and you run out of money and there is so much evidence that people in their 70s are running out of money. Now, you can run out of money in your teens, but you can't run out of money in your 70s. You can't do that. Your life will be so unbearable and the quality of it uh, would be terrible. But if you do run out of money, you're not going to leave a legacy to anybody, which means the next generation who will live even longer than you will have a worse start than you had because they didn't get the education. They started work later than you did. They they had more student debt than you ever had. Mm-hmm. I went to university and didn't pay a bean for it because th- those days there was no student debt. So increasingly, our younger people are burdened with things that we, we were not as the older generation. I'm a baby boomer. And the baby boomers need to take care of the next generation and people like you take care of the next generation and people coming up. Take care of yourself, but take care of the next generation as well. We owe it to them because we've got the foresight. We can see what's happening now. Um, and that's why you know I'm creating a whole new program and a whole new book around how to be a great money role model for your children uh, of all ages. Because when you're a parent, you're a parent forever. Yeah. You know, I've got my oldest is 30. Um, you know, so I was a parent when she was one and I'm a parent when she's 30. And, you know, so, so that parental responsibility for me uh, carries on. And uh, as we as we promote that in the, the new year, we'll be creating programs of case studies and examples and practices of how to be brilliant at teaching uh, your kids and sharing lessons with them that are not going back to school. The schools will never do it. Whether your child is six or 26, it could be any age, uh, the content will be specifically geared towards uh, you helping children of that age. And we're very excited about it and just as excited about the the SAS pension as well, by the way, uh, because that's probably the the biggest single contributor today to people's wealth that they just simply forgot about or didn't realize they could use. Wow, wow, wow. So just as we go towards the end of this podcast now, how can people basically, first of all, two things. Number one is how can they become aware of what is in that pension report? And number two, can you actually invest what you have in your pension uh, into a property developer? Uh, for example, myself, I run property development every single day. I develop a lot of HMOs, House of Multiple Occupation. So yeah. how can people who's got some money in their pots, you know, be able to invest with someone like myself? And actually, at the third point, the third point is, can you buy residential properties with it or it is limited to just commercial properties? Well, again, you, you ask good questions, but they, they need longer answers. So let me let me try and address that, uh, dealing with the way you said. First of all, how do people find out about the pension? Well, fortunately now, uh, these days, um, people get statements and, and they get logins online. So go check what you've got. If you work for a previous company, 
Everything is flagged and tagged back to your national insurance number. Find your national insurance number. And then you can go back and, and ask questions of previous employers. There's there's a website, a government website called Find My Pension. Watch out for the scammers who are trying to find out about it. Make sure it's the .gov site, not the, the people masquerading as that. You know, no shortage of scammers who would like to access to your pension money uh, and find out what you've got. And if you need help and you resonate with what I'm saying, you can come back and we can help you. Anyway, put that to one side. Number two, how can you use that money? Well, as I mentioned, it's whatever you're capable of learning and developing the expertise in. So you you could buy, uh, there, are, there are many ways to access, um, you know, we call them the buy, bridge, borrow, bank, and I've done a video on this. But let's say you asked a question about buying and I'll do bridging because you mentioned two. Can I buy property? Yes. You can buy commercial property. Yes. Land, uh, barns, pubs. You can buy certain property which is known as exempt residential property where there's a care uh, element to it. Uh, some supported living, some uh, children's schools, um, places where people are rehabilitated or, or, or housed where there's a social element to it. These are the areas that you can use the money directly and buy. Now you could bridge, you could lend to people where you've done some good due diligence you understand what they are doing, their value proposition, your security. So technically, uh, I have a SaaS, obviously. Could I lend some of my SaaS to you? Yes, I could. The law allows it as long as I'm being prudent about the way I do that. And there are rules about what that prudency looks like. But it just means, you know, as, as Warren Buffett says, you know, rule number one, don't lose your money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. Well, as long as you're putting good due diligence in place, you're protecting yourself as best you can. So people can lend money to developers provided they do robust due diligence on the project and the people and the exit strategies. And these are things, you know, I can share how to do that. But as a starter, very exciting to think you can turn previous pension money going up and down on the roller coaster of the stock market and turn it into property projects or relationships or joint ventures and collaborations. Isn't that very powerful? Absolutely powerful. Absolutely powerful. And the last final question there is, obviously you did answer one and two. So which was, yes, can they, they yes, definitely can obviously invest or joint venture with an investor like myself and mm-hmm. as well as if they can buy, you know, commercial properties. Now, in terms of purely C4 use properties, so, so C3 properties, which is purely residential, can SaaS be used for purely C3 use property, which is a, you know, residential home? Well, I mentioned that it can if there's an element of care linked to it. Okay. You can't use SaaS to buy a buy-to-let or an HMO, but you can lend your own money to yourself. So uh, there's a, I said buy, bridge, borrow, bank. This is the, the borrow strategy, which is where if you've got a SaaS and you've got, remember you can have 11 people in it. So if you've got a husband and wife, say, and they've got 100 each, they've now got 200,000. They can lend 50% to their own limited company to buy assets in whatever it is they do. So if they do HMOs, they could use that money to buy an HMO because they're lending money to themselves. Now, again, there are rules around that, but the purpose of mentioning these sorts of things is develop curiosity. Uh, We're not going to be able to develop expertise in 30 minutes. That has taken me 30 years to get. That's not going to happen. But the curiosity is there, though that if you're curious about saying, I'd love to turn my pension 
into money I could use either to join venture with Daniel or people in your community or other communities that exist, of course, or they want to use it for themselves, or they just want to do a better job of understanding where their current pensions are at and what to do about them, including just paying less in charges. I mean, uh, the average charges people are paying, and they don't even know what it is, but the average we know is 2%. Well, if the stock market average is six, that means a third of the money is going in fees and charges. Uh, and people just simply paying them because they don't know what else to do. And they're doing it because they don't know they've got the option to take control for themselves. So if you take one lesson from me, I would say, find out about your pensions, get in contact with Daniel again, and, and see if there's a community of people who might be interested. And of course, if you want to connect with me, just look at wealthbuilders.co.uk. There's all of our details there on our website. And we'll have to invite you on our podcast as well. Uh, Daniel, got a podcast which is called Wealth Talk, uh, all one word. And uh, we're always reaching out to good people to share their message. So maybe we can reciprocate sometime soon. Absolutely. I mean, for us, we're going to be doing more than just that. I, I can tell you that right now. You know, <laughs> I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I go to a church where in my church, we have almost 5,000 members in my church. It's in Woodridge. It's in Woolwich. And I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to be doing a talk this summer for them. And the talk I'm doing is regarding, you know, building a brand as well as leveraging that brand for wealth creation. And I, and I had a very, very interesting conversation with the leaders of the church. And they said to me, leverage, building a brand and leveraging a brand for wealth creation, that sounds very contradicting to me. And I said, your brand is your value. Your brand is who, who you are, what you provide. Brand is not just a logo and a website. Your brand is your, it's your, it's your ethos, what you stand for. Yeah. Okay? People would invest in Sir Richard Branson before actually investing in Virgin Media. People would invest in Elon Musk before actually investing into a Tesla. Why is it so? Because of the weight of knowledge and the businesses they have created over time. So now, bringing this back to pension, I could almost say 50% of the church, over 5,000 people, are sitting down on massive pension portfolio that they completely may be thinking that, oh, it's too risky, which means we then need to educate them to, ins to increase curiosity, as you mentioned. Or maybe, yeah. It, yeah. maybe they never heard. So well, that's true. And sometimes when you don't hear of something, you you don't really believe it or you think it's too good to be true. But yeah. SAS, SAS has been around for business owners only since the 1970s. So there's there's nothing new. There's, there's just reasons why most people don't get to hear about it. Number one, what financial advisor is going to teach an individual how to take control of their own money and disempower them? No not going to happen okay the other is you have to be willing to learn about how to manage your own money and many people don't want to do that they just want to but they and the third is the disconnection they just don't see the connection between this money and now but because that connection can be made and i'll, I'll go back to your point about risk 
uh, again, uh, using uh, Buffett, I always like a good quote and I seek them out wherever I can. And Buffett come to mind again, which is risk is when you don't know what you are doing. But if you invest in yourself and in your education, let's say you talk about various property scenarios. If you learn about property, you learn how to manage the risk. You learn how to mitigate the ups and the downs and you learn how to create cash flow. You're reducing your risk. You're not increasing your risk. And if your pension can do that, you're reducing your risk if you're willing to put the time and energy into it. And that does take time. It takes about six months to learn. It's not something you can do in six minutes. It's a six-month process. You have to learn that. And that's what we do is we take people on a six-month journey to learn what to do, then how to do it. I'd love to collaborate with you if there's enough appetite for that. There certainly is in wider property communities, and we often invited to speak and to deliver content um, for those and it's a privilege to be able to at least share that with you today and, and potentially with a wider audience in the future. I hope we touched a, a good opportunity for people to turn their pensions into power today, not when they're in their 70s. I mean, this is just as a tease, it's, it's, it's almost like a teaser, little snippets of what it is that, you know, can be achieved only if we open our mindset to knowledge. Only if we'll open our mind to be in the right room. And this is what changed for me. And I've never looked back since then. You know, 2016, I was a full-time Uber driver. But becoming aware changed my life completely to the direction that I'm now, you know, that I've now found myself. It's all begin with that little moment of curiosity. So thank you so much, uh, Kevin, for being here. Just before we go, you're an author of three major published books around yeah. wealth creation. If you don't mind, if you just want to very quickly just let us, you know, let people know about those books that you actually, you know, you've written three fantastic books. So just yeah. very quickly give us the yeah, name. Yeah, the, the first one is called uh, Save, a, Save a Fortune, um, How to Completely Eliminate Your Mortgage Loans and Credit Cards Fast. The second is The Seven Pillars of Wealth, The Seven and Only Assets You Can Use to Build Wealth. And by the way, I'll give those books to you for free. I don't want anybody to pay me for those. If they connect with me through you, um, I'll send both of those books completely free of charge. The third book, uh, my most recent book, is called The Wealth Coach, and it's aimed at business owners. So it's uniquely aimed at people who have businesses. Um, and that one is a joint venture with myself and a guy called Brad Sugars, who's the founder uh, of uh, Action Coach, the franchise, which is a business coaching franchise. And because he's a co-author, I can't give that for free because it's a co. Uh, so, you know, it's only a tenner, but anyway. And um, But anybody who meets me, and if I've got them with me, I'll give them a copy. But the point is, I give my stuff up for free. Wherever I can, I give it for free. So if they reach out to me through you, whatever method you'd want to do that, uh, either send an email to you or send a message to me at hello at wealthbuilders.co.uk. Mention Dr. Daniel Moses and I'll send you those books completely free of charge. So, hello at wealthbuilders.co.uk. Is that fair enough? It says you become the, the very first two people you spend your time with the most. This just goes to share that if you hang, out, if you hang around enough around Dr. Daniel Moses, you're going to get a free gift that exposes your wealth, your mindset, and to allow you build wealth. And I, I, I listened to something very interesting that says, the easiest way to wealth creation is easy. Just find five successful people, ask them how they did it. And it's that simple. And Kevin here has 
basically just shown to you guys listening this to this episode that actually it's very simple. I'm giving free copies of my book away to you just by saying the name Dr. Daniel Moses and great. It's, it's that simple and you're going to be empowered so much, you know, mentally, physically, because when we sink in knowledge, it doesn't just enables us to grow mentally. It also enables us to grow physically. So I just want to say massive, massive thank you to you, Kevin, for being on this episode of the Wealth and Business Podcast. I cannot wait to collaborate with you and do so many more things with yourself. So anyway, the short your the links to your website and your social media handle will be somewhere around you know below this video. So make sure, guys, you click on the links and again mention the name Dadanana Moses. You're gonna get yourself a free copy of Kevin's book. Just in closing, what would be just one word that you like to leave with the listener of this podcast regards to wealth creation? I would say community. Surround yourself with people. Don't try and do it on your own. I couldn't say anything less. Community changed my life. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being here. My pleasure. Fantastic. Fantastic.